So I want to share a quote, something that's been very helpful for me. I heard it again just the other day when I was on a morning walk. And it comes from Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, and he won the Nobel Peace Prize. And he has a, been a teacher. He's one of my first teachers that I got into, and his sort of energy and qualities have always stuck with me. And he would teach meditation as to say, when you're breathing in, just notice you're breathing in. And you could even say, like, breathing in, I notice I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I notice I'm breathing out. Just as simple as that. So if you ever, if you notice yourself starting to be overwhelmed with everything happening right now, worried, afraid, scared, anxious, there's a whole lot of media that can perpetuate that for you. And there's not as much of a, there's not as loud of a noise of a media presentation of how to be mindful, how to strengthen your immune system, how to quiet your mind, how to find inner peace. And that simple quote just sort of cut through all the noise to me and reminded me of when I started my practice years ago and that quote and his sort of approach, just breathing in, noticing I'm breathing in, breathing out, noticing I'm breathing out. Really simple and you can always come back to that anytime you need to. So I shared about that in my email I just sent out to the Quiet Mind community. If you're not a member of that, go to quietmind.yoga and you can sign up for any of my free offers and you'll get those emails that I send out usually every week with updates of what's going on. But today's episode of the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast is 119, a Hatha practice for whole body strength, flexibility, and balance. So this is just like the fundamentals, again, really simple foundational stuff that you can't practice too much no matter how experienced you are or if you're brand new these things are always relevant and always important just the fundamentals this is a really nice well-rounded essential whole body practice if you're enjoying these podcasts check out the quiet mind yoga membership where you get recordings of videos of me teaching and i'm updating that right now and i'm really excited to put it out very soon there's a whole new design it's very fun to use very similar to netflix with the yoga videos on it. So that'll be coming very soon, but right now you can still sign up at quietmind.yoga slash membership, and you'll get the recordings of all the live classes I'm doing, which now there are three a week, starting today when this goes live, Sunday, 9.30 a.m., Hatha Flow and Meditation. Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m., there'll be a vinyasa class, and Thursdays at 9.30 a.m. is a yin class. These are all central standard time. Check your local time zone for the conversion of that. And if you can't be there live, join the Quiet Mind membership for $9 a month and you get the recording that afternoon after the class. All right, so thank you for listening. I appreciate your time and energy, and I really appreciate the messages you send me. Uh, a listener sent in a video of just her backyard, her beautiful backyard where she practiced. Uh, I'm just so grateful to hear your messages and to know that this is helping people. Uh, there's definitely been a huge spike in listening over the last uh, couple, several weeks since the whole lockdown happened. So I'm just super honored and grateful to get to serve and give back because I've gotten so much from my teachers and my practice. So without any further ado, here is your practice for today, Hatha for whole body strength, flexibility, and balance. Now start in the child's pose with knees apart, hips towards the heels. And begin to take a little bit slower, deeper breaths down to the lower belly. 
Notice if there's anywhere in your body that's holding tension that doesn't need to, that can start to soften here. Let the breath be relaxed, even and deep, setting the foundation for the rest of the practice. And slowly come up to hands and knees, and you can have the blanket under the knees, and just make any little movements that feel good for you, forward, back, side to side, all around. And then back to the center to bring the hands wider apart and move side to side into the shoulders. Right, so we're just doing like a full body, well-rounded practice, a little bit of everything, strengthening, flexibility and balance. Always building these qualities in our practice. And then come back to the center to bring the hands back under the shoulders for cat-cow. As you exhale, you'll round the back. As you inhale, you'll extend the spine, and you can add any movements to that, anything that feels good for the back, the shoulders, and hips. Next time you come to the cat pose, stay there with a rounded back, pressing into the hands and uh, protracting the shoulder blades, and then bring your hands towards your knees to uh, eventually, maybe bring your head towards the knees with your toes tucked, grab onto the bottoms of your heels and lift the hips up to open the upper back into rabbit pose. So the closer, is, the closer your head gets to the knees, the more you can open this upper back area. There's not too much weight on the head, if any. And slowly let all that release. And we'll go in the opposite direction now, back to the cow pose to bring the arms forward. And keep your hips over the knees as you let the forehead down to the ground. Your elbows can bend to make this a little less intense. Or arms straight, a little more intense. Allowing that space between the shoulder blades to sink down now. So we're moving the spine through all its directions of movement. And we'll come into a twist. So your right arm reaches through, right shoulder down. And your left arm can be extended, pressing into the hand. Or you could bend the left elbow, press into the hand. Your left leg could extend back to press into the foot. This all gives you just different angles to work with in the upper back and the right shoulder. And now we'll make this a more active stretch. So you're not just reaching your right arm, but you're also pushing the right arm into the ground, like you're trying to swing it open, but the ground is creating resistance. So that strengthens your external rotators on the shoulder, which for a lot of us get weak. So it's a great way to strengthen there while we're 
Also stretching, building strength and flexibility. Breathe into your right shoulder blade. So your breath is like a sense of touch, massaging under the scapula. And then we'll slowly release that to come back to center to the other side, same thing. Left arm reaches through. And then any variation on this side, so you're rotating the ribs from the thoracic spine to the right. And also you can activate your left arm by pressing into the ground. So your left arm is pushing firmly down while it's reaching out. Breathe into that space under the left shoulder. And we'll slowly come back to the center to the <laughs> downward facing dog. Shift weight side to side, easing into down dog. If your hamstrings are a little tight today, you could take a wider stance with your feet. And then have your feet pressed down and apart like you're trying to pull them out apart with your feet. Your heels don't have to touch the ground to do that, but we're just feeling this activation of your outer hips, your external rotators and the legs which also tend to get weak for a lot of people. So we want to make sure we're also strengthening those. Forward to the plank pose, shoulders over the wrists, high push-up position. Feet are about hips width, hands about shoulder width. And then energetically drag your hands and feet towards each other. They don't actually move on the outside. It looks the same, but inside you're activating lower abdominals And then let all that release down to the belly. You can move your blanket out from underneath you. And we'll come into uh, just lifting the head off the ground here, just the head, nothing else at first. That activates the deeper spinal stabilizers. I want to make sure those are active. And then have your hands lift to adding a little more weight onto there, using more of the bigger muscles of the back. And then the feet lift, the legs lift, slightly bend the knees, activating hamstrings and then press your inner edges of your feet together to engage the adductors, inner legs. So building this mind-muscle connection throughout the whole body and all these major muscles. And let all that release. Turn your head to one side, feel everything, just let go. Just as important uh, to be able to let go as it is to be able to activate. And we'll do that same setup one more time. Bring the hands under the shoulders and just the head lift. So nothing else lifts that engages the deep spinal stabilizers, the deepest um, muscles in the back. And then have your hands lift as well. That activates some of the bigger muscles in the back. And this time you could have your arms straightened back behind you to activate the triceps. 
And then legs lift, slight bend in the knees, activating hamstrings and glutes. Hold and breathe here, strong posterior chain, the whole back of the body is activating. Arms are externally rotating, so the arms, the palms are facing out. Shoulder blades are slightly retracting together to help lift and open the front of the chest and shoulders. And the head's just in line with the rest of the spine. Nice. And let all that release. Turn the head to the other side. Feel that tension just fade out of the back. Just as much as you're able to activate, also able to fully deactivate. So the body doesn't hold on to any tension. And then we'll come back to the hands, hands and knees to down dog. Forward to the plank, shoulders over wrists. And then here, if you want a little more challenge, your right foot lifts off the floor, any amount. Still, the hands and legs energetically dragging towards each other to activate lower abdominals. And switch legs, left leg lifts. And all the way down to the forearm plank. So elbows under shoulders, forearms are down. And uh, we'll peel the ribs off the ground here and the knees can be off the ground or to make this a little easier, knees can be down on the floor. But here again, energetically, the elbows and the feet drag towards each other to activate lower abdominals. Instead of letting your low back arch, you kind of round the low back to tilt the pelvis in and engage the lower belly. And we'll let all that release back down to the floor. And just for a moment, letting everything relax a little bit uh, briefer, but practicing that ability to let the front of the body release as well. And then back to down dog. And forward to plank, shoulders over wrists. Again, your right leg could lift here, activating a little bit more of the front of the left thigh, more of the abdominals. And then if you want more, your left hand could lift here and challenge your balance, lifting the left hand and right leg. <laughs> and switch. Go to the other side, same thing. Left leg lifts, maybe right hand lifts. And then back down, all the way down to the belly. <laughs> Laughing is good for the core. <laughs> uh, elbows under shoulders for the forearm plank. Yeah, so again, the knees down makes this easier or knees lifted makes it a little more challenging. And here you could lift the left leg. And it's a little easier. You could lift the right arm here, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> and lower down and let all that release. All right, just let everything relax for a moment. Fully letting go, softening.
we'll come back to the down dog. Bring the right foot forward into a lunge, left knee down to the blanket. And then a low lunge, right knee forward. And have the top of your left foot pushed down into the floor. And come up to hands on waist. So the top of your left foot's pushing down to activate the quads. Pelvis tilts in. So again, we're avoiding the arch in the back here so that we can activate the left glutes and the lower belly. Arms can reach up into a V overhead with the finger, uh, pinkies turning towards each other. So the arms are externally rotated. Or you could have the elbows bend, shoulders down the back, lifting the heart. But wherever you're at, maintaining that activation of your left leg and lower abdominals. Focus your gaze at a single point. Steady breath, steady gaze here. Move the shoulder blades down and together. Nice. Reach to your ring fingers towards my hand. Let the upper traps relax a little bit, yeah. And then lower your hands down and step up to a forward fold at the front of the mats. Knees can bend, you can hold opposite elbows. Let your neck fully release here, arms heavy, gravity, pulling the arms down, the head down. Finding more softness and ease in this posture after that very engaged last posture. And then again, we'll step the foot back. So the other foot steps back. That's what I say when I don't remember which side. <laughs> right knee down and float the, or bring the hands to the waist at first. So you can push down into the right foot and tilt the pelvis in to engage the lower abdominals and the right glutes. Feel the right glutes turn on and engage. And then arms can reach up overhead again or elbows can bend to a W shape. So even with all that activation in your right leg, there's still a slight shifting forward and down in the hips. So you're stretching and strengthening in the right quads, hip flexors. Lower your hands down, step forward to forward fold. Again, softening, releasing, letting go of the effort. Knees bend as much as you need to here. in the neck, just letting all that tension release in the back. And then we'll bend in the knees and slowly roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. Arms reach up as you inhale. And exhale, hands to the heart. Reach the arms up to grab your left wrist and to a side bend to your right. And you can add any variation, rotation that you want with this. 
It's the only uh, direct movement of the spine we haven't done directly yet is the side bends. Lengthening through the left ribs, shortening through the right side. And then we'll come back up to center to the other side, same thing. Let your left side shorten so your right side can lengthen. You can add any turning of the chest down or up that you want. Stay still or move if you want. And back up to center to reach both arms and then fold forward at the waist. Bend in the knees to chair pose. Feet are hips width. Hands can be at the heart or arms could extend up. Feet could be together if that feels more natural for your hips. Always do what feels right for you. If your arms are below your ear line, either move them up towards the ears or you can always just bring the elbows to bend and work on strengthening your lower traps. Because if the arms can't get in line with the ears, that means there's probably some tension in your upper traps and shoulders. So you want to work on activating lower traps to create more space there. And then we'll come to the forward fold. And step back to a plank pose. All the way down to the belly. And we'll, have a, we'll come into a side forearm plank here. So your right forearm is going to be down. And just like the side bends we were doing, but now we're going to add a little strengthening to that. So knees down makes this a lot easier. You lift the hips up and have your left arm reach overhead into a side bend. And then you'll come down. So we'll do a motion like that. So you inhale up, exhale down. Knees down easier. Knees up makes it more challenging. Either way, finding this activation of your right obliques, right side of the core. And the next time you come up, we'll stay there in that side forearm plank and hold and breathe, contracting right side, lengthening left side. And again, knees can be down or knees lifted. The longer your left side gets, the right side has to contract a little more. So you can intensify more or less by reaching the left arm more or less. And then we'll lower all that down and over to the other side, left forearm down and to the side forearm plank here. So inhaling up, exhaling down a few times, reaching the right arm alongside the ear to stretch the right side as you, as you contract the left side. And the next time you come up, we'll stay there and hold and breathe, lengthening right ribs, shortening left ribs, Navel in towards the spine. And then let all that release back down. Back to the hands and knees. And we'll step the right foot forward into a low lunge. Left knee onto the blanket again. And this time we'll go into half split. So your hips shift back. Your right toes turn up towards the ceiling. And your right heel presses down into the floor. Very slight bend in your right knee to activate the hamstrings as you energetically drag the right heel back. At the same time, folding at the waist over the leg. So you have a lot of control over how much you stretch, how much you activate and strengthen. Always listen to your body, do what feels right for you. You can keep a longer spine. That will take some of the, that can make this a little bit more emphasis on the hamstrings. But if your background is totally fine here.
come forward into uh, standing forward fold again at the front of your mat. Step your left foot up. And again, release the neck, any arm variation that you want with this. Letting the back sort of decompress. Gravity doing the work. Now step your right foot back. Made sure to remember this time. Right knee down and your left, uh, your hip shift back so your left toes turn up. Left leg straightens and just to give a slight bend to your left knee so you can activate the hamstrings. Push your left heel down, energetically pull it back. So there's a stretch and strengthening to the left hamstrings. that and step forward to the forward fold at the front of the mat. And again, letting everything soften, deactivate. Bend the knees to a chair pose. Again, any arm variation. You could have arms like a V overhead or a W beside you or hands at the heart. Right, if you're doing that W, the lower traps contracting, shoulder blades down and together so the upper traps can release a bit. Nice. And then we'll come all the way up to stand. Inhale to reach the arms up. And exhale the hands to the heart. We'll inhale to reach up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to step back to down dog. Hold here for a moment. Lengthening through both sides of the body. Pressing down and apart through the feet. And we'll step the right foot forward into a lunge. And float the arms up into a high lunge. Back knee lifted this time. The All ten toes are pointing straight ahead. So the back heel is over the ball of the foot. And similar to what we did before. So you have your back heel lift over the ball of the foot. You slightly, just slightly bend the left knee. And tilt the pelvis in to contract your left glutes and uh, navel in towards the spine. Arms can be up into a V or W shape here. So the left leg really strong and active. Warrior two, back heel down, arms extend out. So here, if your upper shoulders feel a little tense, just turn your palms up with a slight bend in the elbows to, to release that. But for all of us, shoulder blades retract down and together, activating those lower traps on the back. It's another common weakness uh, that I had for a long time and still work with a lot now. Uh, but uh, when we can contract that area, it relaxes the upper traps, which tend to get overused for almost everybody. So contracting lower traps. Feet can press down and together energetically. So this activates the inner legs.
Turn the palms up, reverse warrior, reach back. Long right ribs. Straighten your front knee to go further back. And then hinge at the right hip to a triangle. Right hand inside the ankle or to a block. Left arm can be straight up or wrap it around the back. Focus on the spine lengthening like it's done in locust pose. And from that length, opening the ribs towards the ceiling. The left arm just follows the thoracic spine. So you're always leading the twist from the middle of the spine and the ribs where you have the most degrees of rotation. And your gaze can look down, relaxing your neck or up to strengthen the neck. Nice. And we'll come back to the warrior two. Now strong legs to rotate the hips back to the high lunge. So all 10 toes, knees point straight ahead again and arms, any variation. To float the hands down, step up to forward fold. Lift halfway up here, we'll go beyond halfway, so a little bit higher than 90 degrees, so your back engages. Shoulder blades retract here, and then release all that to fold in, and step back to down dog. And down dog here, adding a little stretch to the back of the body, where we've done a lot of strengthening. Left foot steps forward into a lunge. All 10 toes point straight ahead, back knee lifted as you flo float the arms up overhead. So again, all 10 toes pointing forward, knees and hips pointing forward. You might need to take a little bit wider base to do that. You can, yeah, you could scoot that foot out a little bit. And the back heel lifts over the ball of the foot. Slightly bend the right knee and slightly tilt the pelvis in. So you're avoiding the arch of the low back and engaging lower abdominals and right glutes. If you're not sure you can feel, make sure your right glutes are activating here because those are hip extensors. When they're active, the front of the right hip can really uh, release tension. Elbows could bend, any variation with the arms, totally fine here. Warrior two, back heel down. Arms extend up. And here again, feet pressing down and energetically squeezing your adductors together, your inner legs. So you can scoot this foot a little bit forward and press into my hand here and then a little bit here. And the shoulder blades still down and together on the back. And the palms can be up with a slight bend in the elbows if that helps the upper shoulders relax. Now we'll all turn the palms up for reverse warrior to reach back, lengthen your left ribs long through the left side of the body. Straighten your front knee to go further back, lengthen left hip. And then hinge at the left hip into triangle, keeping as much of that length as you can on the left side. <laughs> so both sides of the body long, right ribs opening, right arm follows. Similar to locust, finding extension in the spine, a little bit of a back bend here. Nice. And then back to warrior two. 
Strong legs to come back to the high lunge, rotating the hips. Back heel, back toes point forward. Arms can be up or any version. And then float your hands down to step forward to forward fold, letting all the effort release. Hold here for a moment. Now it's a chair pose to bend the knees. And again, feet can be together or hips width. Hands can be at the, let's all bring the hands to the heart for this one and shift the weight into the right foot and let the left foot just float a little bit off the ground. And now remember locust pose as you start to extend the left leg back, spine extends and the arms can reach back or hands at the heart or arms forward. It doesn't matter how high you go, what's more valuable is activating and activating your left glutes, activating the paraspinal muscles along the spine. All the things we've done already, but it's putting them together. Focus the gaze at a single spot. Steady breath here. And then with control, start to step back into the chair pose. <laughs> And with the left leg floating, oh, oh, I missed it. Okay, too late. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And then we'll, we'll come up to stand and bring the left leg up with us. And start to extend the left foot, left toes point forward. Arms maybe come up overhead. Doesn't, again, doesn't matter how high you go, just that you're activating the quads, the front of the thigh. And if you can keep that activation and go higher, then that's fine. And now here, from there, without touching the floor, maybe, we'll come to dancer pose. So your left hand grabs inside of the left foot. It's okay if you grab outside for this, but if you can grab inside, palm facing away, that's a little better for the shoulders. And then start to hinge at the right hip with right arm reaching. Yeah, you can use the wall to help with the balance for this. Again, uh, it's more valuable to find the activation of the muscles and, and engagement and do a little less than it is to try to push and fall right away. Last little bit, those of you in the dancer pushing the foot into the hand, just like we did on the floor, activating the quads while they're stretching and then let all that release back to standing. All right, back to the chair pose, hands at the heart, bend at the knees. Shift your weight into your left foot and right foot floats up, balancing here for a moment. Remember the warrior or the, um, the locust shape. So you start to extend the right leg, start to lift the heart. Focus your gaze at a single spot. Strong and active right glutes, strong back. Just like locusts engaging the, the spinal muscles along the spine. And then maybe without touching the floor, come back to a one-legged chair, left knee bending, and then come up to stand to straighten the right leg out and point the right toes forward. Maybe hands at the heart or arms overhead. Focus the gaze at a single spot, steady breath.
And again, touch the floor if you need to, but maybe without touching the floor, go to the dancer pose, grabbing inside of the right foot with the right hand, hinging at the hip flexors, and pressing the foot into the hand like you did with the foot into the floor to activate the quads while they're stretching. <laughs> it's okay. And slowly start to come back to the chair pose, both feet down, and then see the standing forward fold and let all that release. Letting go of the effort, the engagement, the activation, being able to let the muscles relax. And slowly come back up to stand. And you can move your blanket if it's on the mat still. Uh, we'll do one last little balancing thing, activating outer hips, external rotators. So similar to that, so uh, we'll start with the chair pose. And then start to lift your left foot off the floor. And with control, slowly come up to a tree pose with your left knee opening and your foot floating off the leg. So it's okay if it touches the leg, that's fine. But if you have it a little bit off the leg, that activates much more in the outer hips, which we're going for here. And again, how high you go doesn't matter. You can be right off the floor and still get that same effect. From there to warrior two, step the back foot, left foot back. Arms come out to a T for a moment, left hand to left hip right hand towards a block or the right corner of your mat and lift the left leg activating outer hips here at first you can lean a lot into that block to help you find the balance a little bit more like behind you like a kickstand uh -huh. and slowly with control back to warrior two And back up to that tree pose. So standing again, your left knee opening out to the left, left foot towards the thigh. And back to the one-legged chair pose to lower the foot down and switch sides. So now right foot lifts up in chair and slowly rise up to the opening right hip to the tree. To the warrior two, slowly step back. Find your warrior two and then left hand towards left corner or block. Lifting right leg with the strength of the outer hip again. Balancing here, focus your gaze, steady breath. And back to warrior two. Nice. And, <laughs> and back up to the tree one more time with control, smooth as you can. 
and back to the chair pose one-legged chair to back to lowering the foot down and then to a forward fold over the legs and then step into a wide-legged forward fold let's all face this side of the room so all ten toes this way and any variation so you can have your uh, hands on blocks or the floor or your legs uh, any anything you want to do here just bringing the head below the heart and it's more passive, less, less active here. Grab your forearms, opposite forearms. start to bring the hands under the shoulders and take your right hand to the floor or a block so uh, if you can keep your spine long like locust and touch the floor that's fine if you start to round your back to touch the floor use a block that's going to help you engage the spinal stabilizers and all that stuff that we want uh, so keep that right hand on the floor and then left hand comes to your low back rotate the spine towards the ceiling, ribs opening towards the ceiling. And you can extend your left arm up from there if you want. And you can even give a slight bend to your left knee to get a little more stretch in your inner right leg. And then slowly let that release back down. Left hand down. Again, you want to make sure you can keep extension in your spine and then Right hand to your low back, long spine. Open the ribs towards the ceiling and then the arms follows, which might not be straight up and that's totally fine. It's better for the shoulder if you keep it in line with the, the shoulder. You're not, you don't feel your arms pointing forward, your shoulder blades pointing forward or anything. And then you stay there or you can have a slight bend in your right knee to emphasize the stretch on your inner left leg. And slowly back down. One more time, right hand down. And maybe you're feeling a little more open. You move the block to a lower height or to the floor, whatever. Make sure you can feel extension in your spine. It's all that really matters here. It doesn't matter how far your hand goes down. Uh, and then turn the spine towards the ceiling, opening to your left. Left arm can follow. Left knee can bend here. Take that left arm all the way to a twist the other way. So you grab onto your right leg. And the further down the leg, the more challenging this gets. So uh, you, again, you want to make sure you can find some length in the spine. Grab onto the thigh. And then bend your left elbow and left knee into a twist. And your right arm can kind of reach forward on the fingers or any other variation of this to get into the upper back and shoulder. Just don't want to be pulling on your knee, but above or below the knee is fine. 
legs back to center. All right, and then to the other side. Now left hand stays down, right hand to your low back. Long spine, opening right arm towards the ceiling. Your shoulders sticking out a little bit there. So just go up to about here. Oops, sorry. And then open the ribs. And arm follows. Nice. And then we'll come into that twist to grab on to the left leg. Your left arm can walk forward or do any other variation that feels good there. So that you can really get into that space under your right shoulder blade. Right elbow, right knee can bend here to emphasize that. Sort of pulling with your right hand. So you're activating and stretching under the right shoulder blade into the right traps. And then we'll come back to the center. Heel toe, the feet in a step or two to a, a wide sort of squatting position. So hands on the shins, knees bend and hips lower, maybe in line with the knees. If that's too much, go a little higher in the hips. But for all of us, the, the elbows are pressing out and the knees are squeezing in. So there's an active stretch here in the inner legs. And you can control how much you push, how much you stretch. For me, I've noticed part of the reason that uh, it's hard for me to stretch or I get tight in some areas is when I try to stretch, it feels like I'm just pushing to an end that I can't reach. But when you contract, it's like you have full control, like you're controlling how much you let yourself stretch. And I think neurologically that just makes your body much more receptive to opening up. And then lift the hips, fold over the legs. Heel toe the feet in a step or two more for a low squat, malasana. Feet down, hands together. Your heels can lift, makes this a lot easier. You can also have a block under your tail for a little support there if you want. But same thing here, elbows pressing out, knees squeezing in to create a little resistance there and active stretch. So again, you have full control of how deep you go. And then lower the hands, hands down behind you, come down to your tail, and then turn towards the front of your mat, the feet together, knees apart. One more adductor stretch again. So same thing, elbows, forearms press down into the legs. At the same time, the legs try to squeeze together. So there's a resistance here, and you're choosing to let yourself stretch as much as you want to go here. And if it feels a little tense or tender in some spots, just go a little higher, do less. You can always control how much you push, how much you stretch. And then we'll start to come back up. And then bring the knees back together. And just to do one last little bit of core work to make you laugh, let's try the splits. <laughs> so, 
So this is something I can't do really. I can't do a full split. I can do like a halfway there, but we're going to do the same things that we did before. We're going to put all these pieces together. So you have your right knee over right ankle. You start to slide your left leg back and your right foot forward. Right? For me, it's usually up pretty high, but you, can, you might start to go further apart. And then we'll have the same activations we had earlier. So the top of your left foot is pushing down. So your left leg is strong and controlling the stretch. Your right heel is pushing down and pulling back, so you're controlling the hamstring stretch. Left glutes contracting, right? And you can have hands on blocks or hands on floor. And you know, maybe start to slide the legs more and push down in the feet and legs. But you can control how far. <laughs> yeah, if you can figure out how to get out though, that's I need help on that too. Right, just start to transition. You can roll over to your right hip or you can bring the legs in, whatever feels right for you. And then we'll go to the other side. So have the left foot forward. And same thing here. So you, when you do those active versions of the stretches, you have a lot of control of this. Your, your left heel pushes down, energetically pulls back. Top of your right foot pushes down and your right glutes contract. So it's just as much about strength as it is about flexibility. And slowly start to come out. Well, that was pretty graceful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, and then uh, we'll come into hands and knees and forearms down to a dolphin pose, lifting the hips up and back. So here, finding the activation of your outer upper ribs, their serratus anterior, by pushing your forearms into the floor. Just, just like that, you know, it's a subtle thing, but you're pushing your forearms down. You'll feel like your sides get, feel like they might get a little bit longer, a little more active. Um, but that muscle is key to doing inversions. So let's all come back down to the knees and we'll work on the headstand a little bit. And if for reason, any reason you don't want to do the headstand, just do a wide-legged forward fold or child's pose or down dog. Just anything to bring the head lower than the heart. Uh, but we'll have the hands interlaced. Your bottom pinky doesn't stick out. It tucks in with the rest of the hand. Lower bodies like down dog. And then you walk your feet in so they can't go anymore. And then bring your knees in. And you're, again, you're pushing, you're pushing down into the forearms to engage this outer upper rib muscle, the serratus. And that allows you to bring your knees in and hold there and not put too much weight on the head. And if you can hold there, then eventually the legs can much more easily straighten up. But if you try to kick up first, you're going to fall. So I want to make sure we're engaging that, that area of the upper ribs. So we'll have about 30, 40 seconds to play with this. Walk your feet in, knees in, hold there.
Sorry, just straighten. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we'll let it go. So I'll come to child's pose. Breathing down to the lower belly, just like at the beginning of practice. And up to the hands and knees for a pigeon, right knee forward. And you can do the one that we've been doing the last couple weeks. We have your left knee bent and right leg to 90 degrees, or you can do the more standard kind of resting pigeon with the hip square to the ground. Either way is fine. And this leg is like, his shins up parallel to the front edge, yep. And you lower your elbows down here, actively press them. And then you're actively pressing this leg down with, not with your hand, but your legs pressing down while you stretch. And you can come down to elbows or hands, whatever feels good. out wider and then stack your hands in the middle and if you don't like that just go back start to come back up into the other side same thing Start to come back up and down to your back. Knees in, rocking side to side on the back.
to happy baby holding outside of the feet. Let your feet down to the floor so your feet are uh, about hips width and just have your hips lift up over to the left side of your mat off center and knees into the right for a simple twist so hips to the left knees to the right you can cross the left leg over the right if you want into a simple twist or any other version of a twist that feels good for you Back to center to the other side. And back to center to let the legs out. If there's any last movements you want to do, do that for Shavasana. Letting the legs relax, the arms relax, the arms slightly externally rotate, palms face up. Have your knees bent, I'll put this under. Scan your body. If there's any last areas of tension that are still holding that don't need to be, that can soften here. So again, we've worked through the whole body, activating, deactivating just about every major muscle. So you have a lot of mind-muscle connections. So you can notice if there is anything that's tense that can soften here. last few minutes in stillness and quiet.
start to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, arms and legs. Eventually come over to your side and back up to sitting. Bring the hands to the heart, to bow the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.